Hello, my name is Sarah, and I'd like to share today's key scripture passage with you. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of Him who accomplishes all things according to His counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of His glory. In Him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in Him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people, to the praise of His glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 10. So, the song by the Bare Naked Ladies, oops, if I had a million dollars, has been rolling around in my head all week this week as I've prepared for this talk. Um, not because I, it, not because I was just thinking about having a million dollars, which that'd be great and that'd be awesome for all of us. But there's the, the song is a silly song, but it's a love song too. And some of the lyrics are, "I'd buy some art," and so they'd buy a Picasso, which I don't think you could do for a million dollars. Um, but they might buy a Picasso or a Garfunkel, right? If you know Art Garfunkel, get it? Okay. So it's just silly. Um, they'd buy a fur coat, but not a real fur coat because that'd be cruel. All right. These guys kind of understood that. Um, they would build this tree fort. And these are grown men building a tree fort. But they put a fridge in their tree fort and then they could have food all the time. They wouldn't have to walk to the store anymore. They would just get a limousine because a limousine's more expensive. And so just the silliness, but it's kind of fun to kind of play with, okay, what would I do if I had this windfall? And in Christ, we have this windfall. We have this inheritance that we're receiving. And, but we tend to almost ignore it or not even think about it. And we definitely don't have enough fun with it like these guys in the song did. I think we need to work on that. My name is Andrew Carpenter, and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to think through what we might do with this inheritance that we're receiving. God, I pray that the, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight and helpful to those who hear it. And I pray that as we hear these words and we think about these things, that we will begin to put them into action so that we can become the people you're calling us to be. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Julia mentioned earlier her mom, and my mom gave me a gift too. Lots of gifts, actually. But one of the things I remember when I was growing up was we would, uh, she would, she would clean the house, and then she put records on. And she'd put, like, Ray Charles on, or Roberta Flack, or my personal favorite of the time was uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And so I'm old, so if you don't know who Blood, Sweat, and Tears are, look them up. Amazing music. Great musicians. Uh, but this is kind of the gift that she gave me. She loved music. And she's not particularly musical. Um, she could play the piano. And my little sister took piano lessons for a while. We had a piano in the house that, that I got because my wife is a piano teacher and voice teacher. But I passed that love that I had of music for my mom down to my kids. 
And so we had music going all the time. And not just Ray Charles, not Ray Charles specifically, but all kinds of different music. And my kids could tell you about that. And I passed that, on, I, that legacy on to them because I appreciate music and I love music. And my wife, because she's a musician, she passed on this gift of being able to play music and not just appreciate it, but per- perform it and, to, and do it together. And I want us to think about some of those things that we've been given as gifts, whether it's from your mom or from somebody else. And this is going to be an opportunity for you to share those gifts with the rest of us. We won't take a lot of time to do this, but I would like, Carmen's going to come around the room here in just a minute, and you'll have a chance to say, just in one or two sentences, a gift that you were given and that you got to pass along. One of the things with the video that we did today with for Safe Burks is that's a legacy. That's, an, that's a heritage of Koinos Community Church. We've been doing that for, the church has been around for 16 years. We've been probably doing it close to that long. And some of you have been a part of that in the past. Some of you are new and have never been a part of that at all. But that's a part of our heritage. That's something that we've been received, we've received, and we're passing down. So I want to give people the chance that are online to chat with Wendy and let her know about that. I'll pull out my phone and kind of see if there's some folks that want to respond to that question. But the question is, what is something you received that you intend to pass on? And if you'll just put your hand up, we'll take three or four in the room. We won't take, I mean, we won't take everybody in the room, obviously. But give us a, something that you've received that you've passed on to somebody else. See those hands. I want two or three. Don't leave me hanging here. Up oh, there's one over here. Um, This might sound like a crazy gift, but I have a very large extended family and grew up in a very large extended family, and humor is something that surrounded everybody. No matter what happened, somebody made somebody laugh, and everyone in our family is funny because they have to be. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of three children. And I was an oops. I happened 11 years behind my sister and nine behind my brother. But God certainly had a purpose for me because my brother and sister were sick their whole lives. And my brother passed away at 38 and my sister at 48. And so my mom showed me very much how faith will get you through everything. She was very strong, a very strong woman. And I think that's what she passed on to me because even through losing two children, her faith never wavered. Yes, there's one over here. I hope that I have passed on to my children to see the joy in serving, whether that be to help somebody that they've walked by sitting on the street or something like Safe Burks. But I have continued to show them the joy that comes from serving, and that's what I hope to pass on. Thanks for sharing, guys. Any One last one, anybody? Okay. Well, as we look at this 
scripture passage again. I want to look at verse 11 and so we can get a, a glimpse of where we're going with this. It says, In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and his will. We've been given something special. We have this opportunity that we've been given, this inheritance that's coming, that's coming to us that we've kind of received just a, a sample of it, but it is, it's, it's on its way. And the, and the children of Israel in Exodus, when they left uh, slavery in Egypt, they came, they came out of that slavery. They were moving towards the promised land. And so some of the language that the writer of Ephesians uses, there's, there's little hints of that in what he has to say. And so the children of Israel, they've been in slavery for 400 years in Egypt. And they're finally broken out of slavery. And they're heading to the promised land, the land that was promised to Abraham and Isaac and all the, the patriarchs, right? The, the people that were way ahead of that, 400 years before. They're finally going to go to the promised land, and then they've got to wait for another 40 years. <sighs> so it's a long time. But God gives them this gift, this gift of himself, really. It's the, the, the pillar of, of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire by night. And he leads them around in the desert for 40 years, and he teaches them things about how to be a people again. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. The Spirit of God is this reminder, this what, what he calls the, a deposit or a down payment. See, there's this plan. We talked about the plan a little bit last week. This plan for us, this inheritance, is a, is a unity. It's harmony. It's peace with one another. It's a renewal for all creation. It's not, hey, we're out of here when we're done. It's like, God's going to remake all of this and make it beautiful again. Make this into a wonderful world. See, right now, we tend to not live that way. We, we kind of focus on some of the things that are horrible. For one example is we live in fear. I live in fear. It doesn't consume me, but I lock my doors at my house. Some people have elaborate alarm systems with doorbells that can see you. Um, some people carry guns. We live kind of in a sense of, I've got to secure myself and my stuff. But if we look at the biblical view of the end of all things that we know them right now, we see a lion and a lamb laying down together. We see people turning their swords, for us that would be guns, into plowshares. We see this sense that all people are coming back together in a, uni, uni, in, a univi, mm-hmm, in a universal way to love and cherish that God, that gift that God has given to us. And when we do that, we're no longer having to lock our doors. We won't have to carry guns. We won't go to war anymore. And that's the picture that I want. That's one of the pictures I want us to take away from. We won't be fearful of disease or of pandemics. All that stuff will be made whole and clear and we'll be free. But we're not there yet. This is part of our wilderness. But we have this Holy Spirit that lives with us 
that is our, that, that's this glimpse that gives us a glimpse of what could be. Holy Spirit is all that we need to flourish and thrive. Earlier in the, in the chapter, we talked about, or I talked about the, the fact that we have everything that we need right here. We don't need more. We don't need more to keep us safe in God, in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit, everything that we need to flourish. But we often live as if it's not enough or if the inheritance is too far off. You know, I, in my life, we, we got a little bit of an inheritance. My grandparents are all past. We got a little bit of inheritance a few years ago, and it wasn't life-changing. You know, it wasn't like the million dollars that the bare-naked ladies were talking about. But it, we were able to pay off some debt. The kids were super little, and I don't even honestly remember what we did with that. But if I'm always continually thinking about, you know, my parents aren't rich, Carmen's parents aren't rich, we're not expecting anything later. But with, the whole, with God, he's rich. God's, God's rich. God is abundant. And we are expecting something amazing in the future. But we can have glimpses of it right now. I want to look at this next little section in verse 12 to 14. The writer says, in light of this inheritance that we have, who are first set our hope in Christ, might live for the praise of God's glory. In him you also, when you, were, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were marked with the seal, the promise to that Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. So how do we pass this time? How do we pass our 40 years or our however many millennium we've been kind of waiting for that inheritance to fulfill itself? We do it in hopeful anticipation. We can imagine what it might be like to not live in fear. We can imagine what it might be like to not get angry just because we didn't get our way. We can read and study and learn these words in this scripture, because oftentimes we fill our minds and hearts with everything that's not in scripture. We think we, I watch too much Netflix. I'm not going to say we for you guys. I, I watch too much Netflix or I, I read too much news. I do many things that do not lead me to think about that inheritance, that thing that, that, that's out there in the future for us. When I really have an opportunity to think creatively about what it is that God wants to do right now that I just kind of don't even consider. I don't use my imagination enough. We can serve. We can speak the truth. We can give little glimpses to our neighbors and our friends and our family and our children and our grandparents. But we get distracted by the things that are going on in life. Two things to notice from that passage is we can put our hope in Christ, and that it's for the praise of God's glory. Um, if you watch award shows, there's some people will oftentimes thank God for whatever they did. But in the midst of all that thanking God, they thank everybody else for the support that they gave me, right? And so it's really they're praising, they might praise God, or they might praise their producer, 
but really we kind of live our lives and the award show just kind of puts a spotlight on it in praise of ourselves. And so for Paul to say this, to, for us to live our lives in the glorification of God, it's countercultural. But when we do that, when we come in here on Sunday or we are at home or we listen to worship music or we're um, out, out in nature or, or be, listening to beautiful poetry or music, all those times are opportunities for us to glorify God in our daily existence. And when we do that, we start to get a glimpse of that inheritance that's out there in the future but still present with us. And do we hope in Christ? Or do we put our hope in other things? Do we hope in our retirement? Or are we hoping our, hoping our health is okay, going to be okay? Or do we put our hope and our trust in Jesus Christ? We often get distra- distracted. And so we don't, instead of, instead of flourishing, we languish. Um, and languishing is not just depressed, but it's just kind of floating through life, hoping the next day will be better. That's not how we're designed to be. We're supposed to be kind of like these bare naked lady guys, thinking about what, what could be, what, what could be exciting, what's my tree fort? What's my, um, if I was to have this inheritance, what would I do with that? How could I take care of more people, right? We can buy more Kraft macaroni and cheese. We would buy the really good cheeses, and that's, that's out of the song as well. And we'd buy fancy ketchups like Dijon ketchup, right? But we don't use, we, don't, we tend not to use our imagination in this stuff because it's like, I just got to get through the day. But we can if we notice the things around us that give us glimpses of who God is and what God is wanting to do. Walter Wink says this. The reign of God is not built, but sampled. We have a foretaste, an appetizer, or a down payment. That's that Holy Spirit. Those, that's the kind of language Paul was using. There may be no measurable progress. There are just these blinding or feeble flashes of the beyond in our midst. Just these moments of lucidity when a subsystem offers itself to the whole. Just these acts of sacrificial love costly reminders of the cross at the heart of reality. Can you guys, can you use your imaginations to reveal the inheritance to others? I can still see in my mind our living room in Kansas City in the early 70s, this big round rug that filled up the room, and it looked like I, I loved it because I could like run the track around it, right? I, I, I would like get my Hot Wheels cars out, and I didn't need a track. I had a track because it was a big circle, circle, circle. I, I don't know how, yeah. But I can, I can use my mind right now, and I think back to that, and I think about the music playing in the background. And they even played like Mac Davis, and so, and Burt Reynolds had an album, and we had it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why that is, but it was awful. But I can go back, I can, we can use our imagination, we can think back to good things. And as we think about those good things, and that's what the people of Israel did too. They remembered the good things, and as they remembered those good things, they knew that God was there present with them. And so could we use our imaginations to reveal that inheritance to others? Can you give other people a glimpse
Julia and the team are going to come up in a minute, and they're going to sing a song called it, What a Wonderful World. And the song was written in 1967 at the height of the, the masses of troops that we had in Vietnam at the time. It was kind of like the peak, and then started finally kind of bringing them home. And the song was not super popular in America at the time, mostly because the producer in America didn't, didn't like it, and so they didn't publish it. But it was popular all over the world, and it was, became popular back in the 80s during a, a Robin Williams film. But I say all that to say this. It's, like, this is, it's this beautiful song that imagines if things were wonderful. Considering that we had all these young men in, in, in Vietnam dying, serving their country, in a, just in a horrible situation, we get this glimpse of light, Louis Armstrong singing this beautiful song about a beautiful world. And it gave people hope. And that's part of what we're supposed to do as God's people, is to give people hope. And it's just little glimpses. You'll hear the song, you've heard it before. But that beautiful song is really his version of imagination, thinking about what he would do if things were set right. And that's what we can do each day. We can be givers of setting things right. Before we do that, I want us to reflect for a minute. I'm going to have Dan and, um, Dan and Josh and Julia come up here so we can do a little bit of a time of reflection. And the question is, how could you alter your daily existence to better notice and reveal the future inheritance to others? Dan's going to play just for a minute. I forgot to tell him about this, but I think I sent it around. I'm still working on my, all my uh, stuff that I have to do. He's a pro. But I want us to think about that for a minute, and then I'll pray, and the team will lead us in that song. And if you know it, please feel free to sing along. God, thank you so much again for this morning and for, for the message and help us to remember that we can live um, in that joy and in that hope of the eternal glory that is coming our way and just to keep that in the forefront and to help us to get through the day by day without being so distracted and so angered and so impatient. Um, help us to share that joy and that love with those around us and live as, as if that love is constant and present and right now and not somewhere off in the distant future. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 